Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Mortgage Professional Podcast, where we interview successful mortgage professionals and coaches to learn about their journey, the obstacles they've overcome, and how you can model their approach to build your mortgage business. My name is Andrew Alex, and I'm joined by our host, Scott Solari. Scott, how are you? I am doing wonderful as usual, Andrew. How are you doing, my friend? I'm fantastic. I'm, I'm a little sore, worked out real hard, but that's okay because I'm about sore. to be soothed by your interview today. <laughs> soothed. <laughs> Do you like, like that? that? I'm working like on it. <laughs> soothed by your interview today with Alyssa Glutz. She is or started off as an executive for HBO and producer on ABC's Politically Incorrect with Bill Maher. She transitioned back to Arizona, where she became a loan officer and in 2014 ranked among the top 10 producers in Arizona and as well as the top 200 for the nation. She's a speaker at Todd Duncan's 2015 Sales Mastery, conducts Color My Credit workshops for consumers, real estate agents, loan originators with tips, tricks to improve your credit score presented in a way that's fun and easy to understand. Scott, what are we going to learn and take away from your interview today with Alyssa Glutz? Well, Alyssa was a great guest, and um, what you're going to learn, you'll learn two things, Andrew. One is you're going to learn about how to manage your credit and the pitfalls you should avoid. And so loan officers out there, or if you're a real estate agent listening to this, you're going to learn about the things that you should be teaching your borrowers as you work with them. The second thing you're going to learn is how Alyssa, by implementing this strategy and working with um, all these borrowers that aren't sure about where their credit is at or making assumptions whether or not they can buy a home, she attracts all the top realtors to work with her. So she brings in realtors to work with her um, and gets appointments with them, which I know is the number one thing loan officers are trying to do. And then from there, she wins over all of their business because she works on the hard deals uh, to start off with. So um, you know, you're going to learn a lot, but those are the two main things. Excellent. Well, let's jump right in and listen to your interview. Alyssa Glutz, um, mortgage banker from Cherry Creek Mortgage in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, Alyssa, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. So what I'd like to jump right into, um, and we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, is um, you know, tell me a little about what you're doing with color my credit. Now you have yes. uh, workshops that you do for consumers, right? Yes, I do. Uh, well, I have been a mortgage banker for 14 years and uh, in, I've kind of grown up with it. My mom was uh, in the business. She's been in the business about 30 years. So I've grown up with it. And uh, in the last 14 years, I've seen just about everything. I've always been really focused on credit and looking at people's credit and uh, trying to understand what moves the score. And obviously, in the last, you know, seven, eight years, it's become uh, super important because even if you were someone who had never had a late in your life um, and had a, you know, perfect credit score, it seems like uh, the housing crisis didn't discriminate uh, against anyone as far as, you know, uh, making everyone start over in a way. I mean, even the wealthiest, you know, lost, you know, so much of their retirement and so much of uh, what their plans were just kind of got all shook up. So what I've seen now is um, there's this, uh, uh, the, the, the banks have um, uh, quit uh, paying loan officers based on whatever, you know, we decide to charge the client as far as, you know, origination and points and, and money you're making on the backside of the interest rates. And 
uh, all of that's gone away. And uh, instead, uh, the, there's these loan-level pricing adjustments that happen to these uh, uh, you know, c- customers of ours. And I don't, I don't mean to say instead, it's not one for one, but what I'm seeing is that someone is charged a much higher interest rate for a credit score of maybe 680 versus someone who has a 720. And it could be a substantial difference. And most of the time, it has nothing to do with whether they've been paying their bills on time. It could be simply that they don't know what day they're supposed to be paying their credit card so that the creditor reports it when the balance is at the lowest and not when it's at its maximum, you know, and maxed out, you know, the day before you pay it off every month. Um, so just simple little things that I felt if I could get this information to consumers, then they get better interest rates that have nothing to do, you know, tied to any of our commission. It's a value add. It's a service. And um, you should see the faces I get when I walk into an office, you know, an office with tons of realtors and I say, who's got bad credit? You know, who's got clients with bad credit? I want them. And they're all looking at me going, is she for real? Because <laughs> this cannot be right. <laughs> but what they don't know is um, is this key thing is that the the stuff stays on your credit report for seven years from the date of the first delinquency. Okay, so the first time you were ever late. Well, the country, uh, the charge off rate on credit cards hit its maximum about like the second quarter of 2010. And charge-offs happen on credit cards when you're about 180 days late on your credit card. So six months late, charge-off happens, mm-hmm. and then uh, and now was at the height of the second quarter of 2010. So if you add seven years to the time frame of that first late, the majority of America was, was under, you know, in the last quarter of 2009, and you add seven years to that, that's about now. That's about right now. And so what people are finding is, Credit, their credits, like 70, 80% of the people that come to me that are like, it's not in the cards for me. I'm not going to buy again. I don't know what's going on. You know, their credit's actually in pretty good shape. And they don't even realize that a lot of stuff that has happened in the past has either fallen off or it has zero effects on your credit score right now because your credit score is based on the last 24 months of reported information, not the last 20 years of your life. You know, so that's the biggest thing for me is that I get so many clients and and clients that are ready to go and I make real estate agents happy because most of the time, because their mindset is just that they're not going to be ready to go and they are in fact ready to go. That's, uh, that's really cool because I, I, I feel like that's one of the biggest things that even prevents people from. Yeah, you know, a- approaching the subject is that they just don't know. They yeah. think their credit may be bad, or they see what their score is, but they don't get it. Like they yeah. don't understand or how they, they can improve they it, or what the percent down, or they think they need, you know, like there's just so much assumption that goes on, just in life in general. Think about all the things that you in your head, you know, get stuck on, where you're like, that's not me. That's not going to be me one day, you know. Um, versus just saying, well. Let's just see what happens, you know. Let's it's better to uh know than to suppose, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah. so before I continue cuz I want to ask you more about your like what you actually do in the workshops and I want to kind of go down that path. Before that, I I have to ask you 
you know, you said you've been in the business for 14 years. Tell me a little bit about your background. I mean, how <laughs> did you go from, you know, like you worked in Hollywood. How did you go from that and decide to come back and get back into the mortgage industry? And I know that you said your mom had been doing it for a long time, but tell me a little bit about that life transition because I found it really interesting. Well, I uh, I grew up uh, on Saturday Night Live with my mom, and I loved stand-up, and I got to college at ASU at Arizona State University, and the Tempe Improv was right across the street, and I got a job as a waitress through college. And all throughout college, I just, I you know, I watched comedians and uh, always had just such a love for it. Um, not really me me being funny, but I felt I had a good a good sense of humor, and I knew how to kind of pick it out on whether somebody was, you know, destined for more. So I moved to Los Angeles about three days after I graduated from Arizona State in 1999. And uh, I was there for maybe a couple of weeks, and I started moving up really quickly. Uh, I met the guy who had booked the chain of the improvs, and he needed an assistant. He was starting a management company, managing comedians, and wanted to pay me uh, $19,000 a year. And, of course, I had to jump at that, being a college graduate. And my mother cried. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, she said, okay. You know, I said, this is probably the best way to learn kind of everything and get my foot in the door and figure out what's, what area I want to go into. So um, I was there for about a year before HBO brought me over to be a scout for comedians uh, that they were doing, uh, uh, bringing to the U.S. Comedy Arts Festival that was in Aspen. And that's where they had found, like, in the past years, like Drew Carey and Roy Romano. And then um, everybody in the industry went to Aspen to go uh, make a deal with these people, uh, try to develop a TV show around them. And so it was kind of my job to uh, go to the comedy clubs, you know, five, six of them every night, go watch five minutes a piece, you know, 20 comics do their thing and try to find the best of the best to bring uh, in front of uh, HBO executives and, and other development, you know, people on the board to try to make a decision on who were like the 20 best new faces. So tons of fun. And uh, then I got hired by uh, Bill Maher to come over and be a producer of Politically Incorrect when it was on ABC. And, uh, you know, at that time it was, it was, uh, we shared a green room with Craig Kilborn. And um, so every night my, my job as a producer at 22 years old, 23 years old, I think I was, uh, was just to hang with all these celebrities, you know, in the green room and, you know, not give them any feeling that you are nervous or, you know, really cheap, you know, treating everybody the same, you know, everybody on the same pedestal, <laughs> no pedestal, yeah. that is, putting everybody the same, you know, but really you could not even, I'd have Bob Costas on one side, I'd have Snoop Dogg on the other side of me, and I, I couldn't even raise a, you know, raise an eyebrow, it'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm cool, this is, this is cool, this is me, you know, but, so I, I always say it kind of probably taught me how to, um, you know, in a way not, not treat anybody differently, because you just get to know that they're, everybody's the same, everybody's got their days of insecurity, their days of feeling like they're on top of the world, and we all kind of go through life the same, you know, um, yeah. But, you know, some I, I, people, more attention goes on, I guess. I don't know. Right. So, well, that's what I was going to ask you. Is it, how, you know, how did that experience, um, you know, tie into, I, I think, you know, just overall communication and being able to connect with people? I mean, yeah. did that did that help 
kind of propel you into into this into your career now and and how you're able to uh, connect with people just you know consumers essentially yeah well I can tell you I, I I've always been pretty in touch with my creative side um and I can I can say that um I've always uh I never ever would have thought I would have gone into like a mass business you know a numbers business at you know black and white paper um but you know I really do believe all of us in this world are destined to there's a road, you know, that we're all following. Sometimes we don't know where we're at on that long, you know, yellow brick road of life. But, uh, but I, on this, in this way, I feel like the comedy, the creativity to be around so many visual learners, um, people who look at life so differently, uh, and then to be in this banking world and, and, um, it's just almost like the perfect, the perfect mix for me, um, to have created uh, what I have over those last year, which was the color of my credit, you know, just bringing, looking at a at a problem and, and knowing 60% of America are visual learners and that we're bored. We're bored with the same old way. And, and yet we're expected out of high, high school, college, we're, we're to, you know, understand all of these complicated financial areas like taxes and retirement and insurance and your home and your budget and credit. And they're also tied to building like a financial legacy. And yet we're embarrassed because nobody's taught us and they don't implement it in school. And our parents are busy and they're not. And sometimes they just don't know. And uh, God, it's got to change. And so I feel so passionately about just taking this visual kind of right brain world um, and matching it with my left brain world to try to solve the solve an issue, you know, solve a problem. It's it's my whole background, actually, at ASU. My, my degree is in interdisciplinary studies, and I, and I think that that's probably where it really stems from, is like taking two areas and bringing them together to try to solve a problem, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So getting, getting back to your classes, if someone, you know, listening to this is a newer loan officer out there, yeah. um, and they want to kind of learn about this approach. I mean, how do you approach your realtors? How do you get your realtors yeah. on board to bring their consumers to these classes? And yeah. kind of, so jump, jump into the process a little more for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, number one, um, this is really great. I've actually had uh, probably a dozen loan officers across the country uh, over the last month contact me that are fairly new in the business that want to use this as a niche in their way of, of going out into the marketplace. Uh, they see the need for it, which I love. Um, first of all, it's a, it's such a it's such a value uh, that you can bring to consumers that people uh, you know they they miss the chance to actually go and work with somebody and dive into some an area that uh, you know might bring uh, some shame out. You know, might bring uh, it's definitely going to bring some vulnerability and some questions. And in those moments is when you build this trust that is so much deeper than like one transaction. You know, it's not trans, it's not a transactional relationship anymore. It's transformational, um, which is a quote I read this morning. And so I'm tying it in, but uh, it is, it's like so much more of a transformational relationship that you develop over gosh, years, you know? And so I talked to my real estate agents about, you know, you look, if you've been in this business for more than 10 years, you were there watching all your clients lose their home, right? What are you doing to help them get back? What are you doing to say, you know what, I'm not just here for the money 
and four when you're ready to per you know when you're when you're ready to purchase and then and then I and then I step away when you're gone. These people have questions. They trusted you to sell their home or to find them a home and it's like this is a don't don't uh it's almost like renters, you know, don't don't just step away from it because if you can uh stay in front of them and get them in touch with somebody who wants to give them free education and not send them off to some credit repair company that's going to start charging them thousands uh you know and maybe not do a thing for them uh, you know this is such a value add and then in the meantime when when the lender is bringing them this value and helping them with their credit and reminding them that uh you know you're there for their family their friends their brothers their sisters uh you know then then the the, the agent's going to see um business come from that you know that resource as well over the time that you're helping the client um the best part about loan officers with real estate agents is when you start with value you don't go looking for them anymore um you know looking for real estate partners because they will come to you 100% that all changed in my business where i felt like i was calling agents and trying to get them to have lunch with me or have coffee with me or let me sponsor something or let me do something and and then it was like you know by going to them and saying look someone is going to come to you, whether it's an open house or it's uh, a sign call and they're going to say, yeah, I would love to purchase, but I, you know, I don't really have the credit. For you to be able to say, hey, I have a credit, I have a lending partner who this is their area of expertise and I'd love to get you in touch with them. You've just provided a value to them. And what were you going to do in the, in the in, you know, what were, what were you going to do to send them on their way or refer them to some credit repair? Um, and then the great thing for the lender is that the real, uh, the realtor will have a moment where they're going to have to contact that lender and uh, give them a, a deal to work on. And that's the best interview, the best way for you to start working with a, a real estate agent. And before you know it, they're sending all of their business to you because if you can if you can solve the hard problems, then you can you can take care of their easy problems in a sweat, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about. Um, so you have your, let's say you have your realtor partners on board. Uh, what's the process like from there? Like, do you, you, how many people do you try to get into when you do a class or like, what's the, what's the actual, what is it, what what does it go like? So this has been something that over the last year and a half, that has been being developed, but, uh, me, I'm, I've been going through my own personal, uh, um, marriage, uh, demise that I have been kind of um, pulling back on, on starting anything yet. Um, so only I, and that's probably way too much information, but I'm a pretty open book. So that's the way it goes. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I've been just pulling back on, on, so this has really all been in the last couple of months that I've really started putting together more pieces of it because for the last year, it's just been um, workshops, one-on-one uh uh, sessions with clients, literally coloring their credit report, you know, uh, right in front of them, developing the ebook, uh, developing the workshop materials, uh, getting the patent approved, uh, you know, setting up the company. Anybody who says that it's just like an overnight thing, it's like, boy, all the process that goes into it. But I'm getting ready to launch a website June 1. Uh, so just in a couple of days, um, we're going to have webinars. Uh, hopefully be leading up to a nice podcast 
to compete with you, huh? No. <laughs> and a, a blog, you know, I have, I've been going with a blog, but um, uh, the Color My Credit Facebook page, you know, just, just launched. I think we have, you know, 500 people building. So it's just kind of building up right now. But the workshop, I actually take, uh, the, the approach is that I take them back to kindergarten, back to this childlike perspective, not childish, but childlike. When we right. were young and we asked questions and we were tireless and we didn't give up on things and we used color and art to help us memorize things and understand things and approach things without fear, um, you know, but uh, it, it would draw us in, right? And and funny enough, over this last year, um, adult coloring books have kind of come back, as, or not come back, but have come up as this trend of showing people like, you know, adults can color too, and that, you know, it's a stressless uh, uh, exercise similar to yoga, you know. <laughs> so I feel like the world <laughs> has been prepping my company to let everybody know that this isn't just a childish behavior, that this is uh, for adults too. But uh, what better thing than to take, uh, you know, coloring and uh, match it with something that is actually going to benefit us financially in the long run. Um, so. The approach, the basic idea is of, of for this kindergarten perspective is I take them through different subjects like in school, like we go through the history of credit, you know, then we go through math class and we kind of talk about the algorithms and the difference between FICO and Vantage Score and, and different websites uh, and what scores they use. Uh, and then we get into art class and physical education where you actually have to, you know, start taking action on the things that you do. And the art class really breaks down how I'm coloring credit reports, um, which is basically taking this, uh, this credit report where if you go into a mortgage company, it might be, you know, uh, seven to 10 pages, maybe 20 pages long. If you pull your credit report off annual credit report, it's going to be 100, 150 pages long. And all I'm doing with the crayons is coloring the important information that's affecting the score because 90% of it is information that isn't doing a thing but sitting there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so closed accounts, uh, you know, and so I'm literally taking out the black crayon and blacking out like, hey, let's get our mind off this. All these closed accounts that do nothing for you but they're going to sit here for seven years. But you're going to sit there and spend hours looking through them going, when did I, when did I have that account? Was that 199? And it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That yeah. is not the important part. And really when I end up uh, going through this report and kind of uh, analyzing it by date, um, I end up blacking out 90% of the credit report and we get down to like two or three pages. Then we go through the open accounts, and it's either going to be green, red, yellow, or blue. And green is the account that's open. It's reporting to all three credit bureaus. The balance on if it's a credit card is showing less than 20% of the limit. Uh, then, you know, this is a good account. You want three or four green accounts, you know. But if the account balance on the credit card is showing more than 20%, I color it red as an alert. You got to get this thing paid down. You got to learn what day the credit card is reporting to the credit bureau so you know what your balance needs to be on that day. Uh, so it's kind of this red alert. Yellow are credit cards that you haven't used in six months or more. So they're not, they're starting to not be part of your credit score anymore. So it might be you going out to, 
Victoria's Secret or structure because, you know, you forgot you got a charge card there and buying something small, something little, 30 bucks, 20 bucks, and uh, just getting it, the activity date moved up so it's back in the mix of what's affecting your credit score. So it's really just like I'm looking at dates and I'm looking at the last 24 months and what's date, you know, what's been listed, when it's been opened, what's the activity on it. And I color it in a way that you know what action to take based on that color. And that's the, that's the, that's kind of a quick way to understand how to, how to, uh, how to move forward on a game plan to improve your score. If that makes any sense. It totally, it it makes tons of sense. And and it's just, uh, it's just breaking it down. So the, the, the common person like me, for instance, let's say would understand the things that I need to be focused on in order to improve my credit and like when I should be paying it off and like how much, how much balance I should have in each card. And the fact that like, like the fact that I shouldn't let them just, or get rid of certain cards, I should, you know, make sure that they're active. So like, it's all these great tips that people just don't, yeah. No, because there's, like you said earlier, which I think is so interesting, is like there's, there's a million things for us to know about building this financial plan for our life that we're not taught at all. That's so no. important. <laughs> and if you know, they were so, taught, they were taught in so much jargon. And I think about those for right. dummies books, the media franchise for dummies. But when you go back to those books, it's a lot of writing. It's a lot of writing. And it's a lot of, I'm like going, you know, is it really for dummies? Like, I, I really think the color my method could be very similar to a media franchise of, of really simplifying these seven financial areas to building a legacy, you know, building something that's strong. But it's like, let's let's just get to the simple. Let's get to, do we need a will? Do we need a trust? You know, do you need to pay taxes? What happens if we don't? You know, let's just get to the simple and what everybody needs to know, you know? Start yeah, there, absolutely. and then we explore from there on in our own personal way. Because it's all going to be there's no there's no one thing for everybody. You got to kind of be empowered enough to take it upon yourself to know that you got to do this. That no one's going to walk this road for you. I love it. So uh, one more question for you, and uh, if if there's a loan officer out there that you know that's kind of new that wants to become a really you know an expert. At, yeah. at knowing this information, because obviously you have to learn this as well, yeah. being a mortgage professional. Yeah. Um, you know, how did, how did you go about learning all this and really knowing, especially because it's, it seems like it's ever changing. Right. The credit bureaus look at different things over, you know, and, and that changes over time. How do you keep up with it? How do you stay on top of it? How do you know the little things that most people don't? Well, I can tell you I'm I'm a high-volume producer uh, for mortgages. I mean, I do all the education for credit-free because at the end of the day, you know, the hidden agenda is I want the client to come to me and to trust me and to send all their family and friends to me to purchase a home. I make a lot of money, you know, helping people actually purchase homes. Um, so I in the in the last 14 years, I mean, I've seen thousands of credit reports, and I don't think that there's any other way, unfortunately, to really know until you get all the practical experience of going through credit reports and, I don't know, being curious enough. I mean, that mix of my brain is pretty uh, uh, curious and creative and um, nerdy, if that's, a, if that's a word to describe it. I'm a nerd as far as it comes, as far as like just wanting to read about credit all day. I don't know anyone. Uh, probably going to be alone the rest of my life because all I want to do is like, you know, study and learn it. But 
what I'm hoping is that this is a, a, a that the, uh, because I know that this is a unique thing, I, you know, I'm hoping that there will be some products, some information that loan officers can uh, purchase, you know, quickly. Uh, my, my goal is not to charge consumers, but to charge originators as far as uh, giving some training, giving a subscription service for them to uh, enroll in as far as Color My Credit and being able to watch webinars and exact sales training to teach people how to be, uh, you know, how to be educators. People want to work with educators at heart um, and how to, you know, basically do your business that way. I'm also working on licensing all the workshop materials so that if you are in Virginia and you want to pay, a, you know, a few hundred dollars for a licensing fee, you can get all the materials yourself and go out to your community and uh, teach this stuff straight to your community and give you the materials you need simplified uh, that uh, can help you um, not have to go through what I've done, which is just, you know, just pages and pages of research and, and, uh, uh, really using every resource I possibly have to understanding it, you know, on a deeper level. I mean, I, I think anybody can go out there and study and become uh, similar to like a Dave Ramsey, follow his methods, follow his ways, you know, way, you know, the ways he goes, but I don't think they're going to maybe be at that level of Dave Ramsey. I, I, it's not, it's, that sounds, that sounds horrible, but um, I think the best thing I can do is just try to, uh, uh, put out the information that I know because unfortunately I, I can't even tell people to go to the internet because almost on a daily basis, I can pull something up and go, that is so inaccurate. That is so wrong. I don't believe they're telling people all this information and that's not right. So for me, it was literally studying mortgage credit reports, studying, you know, all the studying all the time. And um, I've got a couple of mentors too that I, that I call that are, very directly involved in the industry and uh and uh I, I look to them to to talk to talk and about their experiences as well if that helps i don't know if that answers your question <laughs> it did it did okay. that was great well, yeah. <laughs> um and uh so last question before we go in i wanted to if if i know you mentioned that your website's going to be going live if someone wants to learn more about this um or how that connect with you i mean what's yeah. the what's the website uh, it's just colormycredit.com, um, and you can uh, either go to the color book, uh, color my credit, uh, you know, like the Facebook page, because that's going to give them the most uh, up-to-date information as far as when something's going to launch. Or uh, they also has all my contact information there. They can private message me. Uh, you can call my cell phone anytime. I have it with me all the time. You can text me, uh, and we can set up a one-on-one -on -one time to talk. I'm happy to do that because time permits, I will give up all my time if anybody wants to learn more about this and, and how to impact our community because it's absolutely my passion if you couldn't tell. Hello and welcome back. Thank you very much, Scott. And of course, thank you very much to Alyssa Glutz for her time. I have to say, Scott, I was really impressed with how she explained that her process really transforms people's lives by taking them from the position of, you know, having really bad credit and climbing out of this hole and and really putting them and giving them control back to their future by, you know, allowing them to have the credit and the purchase power to, you know, have a home and, and grow and all, and all of that. I, I was really just impressed with how that was the focus of her process. 
Yeah, you're right, Andrew. It's it's really great. I mean, she just really cares about people and she and she wants to to help those that assume that they can't buy a home or or they can't um, get out of the hole that they're in. So that that was really great. And uh, the the thing that I really liked, um, you know, from a business standpoint and business growth is we we hear from you know top performing loan officers all the time how they just want to get in front of more top realtors. Well, Alyssa's process attracts all the realtors to her. She doesn't have to make those calls anymore. She doesn't have to go set up those dreaded appointments for coffee and to try to win business. It just brings them in because she works with the most difficult cases those realtors have. And those realtors can say, hey, I have someone that can help you with your credit. And she wins, works on that business and then wins the realtors over. And then they start bringing all of their business to her. So it's just such a great process. And now she's uh, putting a whole plan in place to help other uh, loan officers and mortgage professionals out there, um, you know, nationwide to, to implement this process and use it and make it a, a niche in their industry. Thank you again for your interview. Of course, thank you to Alyssa for her time. And most of all, thank you to our listeners out there. This has been the Entrepreneurial Mortgage Professional Podcast. My name is Andrew Alex. And I'm Scott Solari. And we will see all of you next week.